Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Bastards of Boston. We are just hours away from opening day and we're just so amped up about baseball we're just going to come up with some more content before we do have our regular shows starting on Sunday. With me tonight, Jason Kelly. And what we are going to be talking about is who is the face of baseball? And how do you get to the face of baseball? So, Jason, this is uh, your brainchild. Yep. How do we get there? How do we identify the face of baseball? Yeah, it's it's tougher than you might think because when you look at all of the other major sports, it's pretty easy to identify who the face of that sport is, right? NFL, it's probably Tom Brady, right? The most successful guy, good-looking quarterback, you know, you know, all these Super Bowls in basketball is LeBron James. Um, you can make an argument. It might be Steph Curry, but it's probably LeBron. And NHL doesn't really worry about it. It's not that kind of league, but you probably say Ovechkin because he won recently and he's climbing the leaderboards. In baseball, there's no set guy. And, and it's tough to really nail one down. And let's face it, of the four major sports, baseball has the biggest popularity problem. So they need a guy to step forward and be the face of that sport. and When you're talking about who should be the face of your sport, right? right, So how do you qualify? Well, to me, it it comes down to three factors, right? It's marketability as a person. You know, are you good on social media? Do you appeal to the fans? Are you entertaining, you know, not only on the field, but off the field? Um, I think the second thing is what you accomplish on the field. Are you, you've got to be a great player. You can't just be a schlub. Um, you can't just be an average player and be the face of your sport. It doesn't quite work. Um, and I do think that achievements as far as like MVPs, rings, I think those do come into play. I think MVPs are more important because rings in baseball are harder to acquire. Uh, it's not like basketball where you can just join the best league in the team and do a Kevin Durant and be a sidecar. But I think those are important. And I think thirdly, it comes down to what market do you play in? What seat are you playing in? What franchise do you play for? Because let's face it, there are some franchises in baseball that just nobody cares about. Nobody gives a crap about. Like, sorry, Tampa, but nobody cares about the Rays. Even you there in Tampa, you don't care about the Rays because only about (laughs) 3,000 of you show up every game. So I think the market does play into it. So I think those three factors are really important when you're trying to identify who is the face of your sport. And probably you could rule out even some mid-level markets that just aren't in October and aren't in those big games when, when the lights of the sport are shining the most. So the market definitely, and the, the record of success of that market should definitely play a big factor. And, the one name that pops up, especially over the last 12 or 18 months, Fernando Tatis. And, right. 
he plays in San Diego, who I don't believe has ever won a championship. I, I know they nope. they went to the uh, World Series in 1999 and just finally ended one of the longest playoff droughts in Major League Baseball. So why why not Tatis? Yeah, I for me for Tatis it's too early. And look, we all love Fernando Tatis right now, and we should, because again, like I said at the start of this, baseball has a massive popularity problem. So any young star that comes up that fans, not only hardcore fans, but casual fans, even, you know, sort of people who have never really watched baseball before, but he pops something on their Twitter feed and they get interested, he's good for the sport. And that's great. But he's so young, he just barely burst onto the scene. And, you know, we don't even know if this guy's going to win an MVP in his career. He might. He certainly has a skill set to do so. He's got all the tools to do so, but he hasn't done it yet. And like you said, he plays in San Diego. And I know that we all want to crown San Diego as like this new and up and coming team. And everyone wants to think that, oh, they're going to give the Dodgers a run for their money. They might win the NL West. Well, they haven't yet. And this is a team a franchise that has never won a world series quite frankly it's a franchise with a fan base that hasn't been a very good fan base like no offense to padres fans but they only started caring when machado got there when tatis got there when paddock got there like when everyone started paying attention to them the fans came around it's i don't want to call it bandwagon but it's you know the same kind of thing happened to the rays too when the rays went to the world series and I don't know, I forget what year it was, uh, you know, but, you know, I lived down there at that time and people just jumped, they jumped onto the bandwagon and that's kind of what's happening in San Diego. So it's not a great fan base. It's not a popular market. And again, he just hasn't accomplished enough. So I love Fernando Tatis. I, I hope that he continues to just, you know, ball out, look awesome bring more fans into the sport, bring more attention onto him in San Diego, but he has no MVPs and he doesn't have a World Series appearance yet. Until that starts happening, you really can't dub that guy the face of your sport. You just can't. And if you just think back to last October, that marquee matchup happened, the the, the yep. Padres and the Dodgers. And does anything about Fernando Tatis stand out from last October? Nope. Not that I can recall. He he had a great opportunity to do it, but I don't I don't recall anything uh either. So another guy that gets that might get brought up that might be in the backs of some baseball fans' minds is Mike Trout, who's already established himself as one of the greatest ever. Why not Mike Trout? Yeah, I wish it was Mike Trout, and I think baseball wishes it was Mike Trout because his trajectory for his career is insane right now. If he continues to play another decade, you know, maybe not even a decade, he may not even need that long. The numbers he's put up, the accomplishments, like he's going to go down as the greatest guy, the, the greatest person to ever play the game. Um, I really believe that. I, I think he's a top five all-time player at the moment. And he 
you know, he's still got many years ahead of him. I mean, he, if he retires tomorrow, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's how good Mike Trout is. The problem is, and I hate to sound harsh about it, he has the personality of a shoe. I mean, it, they have tried so hard to market him. They've tried to push him to the front of the line as, hey, here's our guy. Here's our best athlete. Here's the best guy to play our sport. And there's just not much there. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's a hardworking guy. He's he's a humble guy. He's a quiet guy. He just he just loves to play baseball and he doesn't care about being on commercials or, you know, being all over social media or, you know, he, he doesn't care about doing the Trevor Bauer thing of, you know what, I don't need to do the Conor McGregor strut every five seconds to remind you how great I am. He's different. He just goes out there and, you know, plays tremendous baseball and inserts himself into the MV- MVP race every single year, but he does it quietly. And that's great. If you're a Mike Trout fan, that's great. If you're an Angels fan, it's not so great if you're someone who wants baseball to get back on the map. It's not great if you're someone who wants baseball to become somewhat mainstream again and for people to care about it again, because that's not someone that the national media or that casual fans on Twitter, social media, whatever, are going to latch on to. It's just, it's not going to happen. And part of the problem too is he plays for a franchise that, can't get its head out of its own ass. And he plays for the Angels, who, I mean, if he stays there his whole career, he's probably never going to win a World Series unless something drastic changes. But the way they've presented themselves, the way they've been going recently, that's not going to happen. So, you know, if he were to go to New York or something, sure, maybe, but he's not going to. He's going to stay there. He's probably going to retire as an Angel, which is great. He'll go into the Hall of Fame as the greatest Angels player of all time. But it's not going to bring any more clout to the sport. So we all love Mike Trout. He's a phenomenal athlete. Like I said, top five all time. But just the, the marketability and the market he plays in does baseball no favors if you're talking about him being the face. And that's why it just I don't think it can be him. Yeah, and, you know, as as you're going through that, you'll sometimes see – when you're out in public jerseys of players from other markets and I don't see Mike Trout jerseys anywhere. No, I, I don't have those numbers up, yeah. but I can't imagine he's got a very hot selling selling Jersey. And that, that speaks to the fact that he doesn't take those steps to market himself. You know, he's just not that, that big personality. Now, if if he had Fernando Tatis's personality and maybe flipped the bat and was an entertaining interview, then you know this could be a totally different story. But the other right. thing, as you you mentioned with with the Angels, is they're just never competitive year in and year out, and his career is half over, and he's never won a playoff game. In his whole career. This could, even though he's not, we can agree right now that he's not the face of baseball. It's a tragedy in and of itself for baseball to not have Mike Trout in those big games. Showcasing. It's it's really, it's really a shame because like, what are you supposed to do? 
you, you can't tell a guy where he's supposed to play. You know, you can't tell a guy, look, it, you can't be a career angel because you'll never win there. And for the sake of our sport, you have to go somewhere else. That's just not going to happen. Right. So it's, it's weird because he's one of the few modern day athletes that actually wants to be loyal to the same organization, you know, his whole career that doesn't happen as much these days, but that's going to cost him. It's going to cost him playoff victories and it's probably going to cost him rings. Cause I, like I said, unless something drastic changes with that organization, I just don't see it happening. And it is, it, it's a shame. And you see a guy like Nolan Arenado who demanded to be traded who demanded yeah. to be removed from a dumpster fire. And and that is another example. It just doesn't speak to Mike Trout's personality to, right. to, to, to try to put himself in a better situation. So, so interesting there. So we've talked about a couple of big names now. We've talked about the criteria of who should be the face of baseball. So in your opinion, who is it? And who who is the face of baseball? I think the guy that, that I think should be the face of baseball, and it, it just makes the most sense based on his the market he plays in, his ability, um, his ability at its max potential, and just all all the criteria around it. I think it's Aaron Judge. And a lot of it is I, I know people who listen to our our last podcast are going to be rolling their eyes because they're going to think I'm the president of the Aaron Judge fan club. And I, I promise I'm, I'm not. I just think that he is one of the best athletes in Major League Baseball right now. And you can't deny the fact that he plays in New York. He plays and he plays for the franchise in New York that matters. No offense, Mets fans, but it was never you. It's never been you. It's always been the Yankees. The Yankees are, you know, in terms of like most important franchises in all sports, it's like Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Lakers, New York Yankees. That's just the way it goes. You know, it, they are the franchise in baseball. Um, and, you know, he's he's just kind of what everyone wants to be. He's a six foot seven, you know, great athlete. Hits absolute bombs, you know, hits 50 homers a year quite frankly, should have already had an MVP. He got robbed in 2017. That really should have been his. Um, and given the teams he's been on, probably should have a World Series ring, but they keep choking. And I know Yankee fans will say it's a lot of it has to do with him. That's true to some extent. But when he's healthy and he's on and he's hitting 50 home runs a year, there's no one more popular in the sport than Aaron Judge. You can throw any name at me, and I promise you, 8 o'clock ESPN Sunday night, everyone wants to watch Aaron Judge. They, you know, when he gets up to bat, it's the, the camera pans over to the Yankee Stadium crowd with all the people wearing the Judge outfits, you know, in the all, they, I mean, they put a whole section for him, the all rise section. Like, he is the guy. When he's on, it's, it's the Aaron Judge show. And it's a shame that he hasn't been able to stay all that healthy the last couple of years. And it's a shame that the Yankees, you know, and I'm saying this as a Red Sox fan, by the way. So, you know, this is how important I care about the popularity of baseball. It's the shame the Yankees joked because if Aaron Judge had had like a tremendous postseason and the Yankees had won a World Series, then he would undoubtedly 
be the face of this sport. And I think he wants to be the face of this sport. He wants to be marketable. He's, again, marketing a guy who plays for the New York Yankees is not hard to do, especially when he's, you know, a big, good-looking guy who hits 50 home runs a year. So I think he's the guy. The problem is, you know, can he put it all together? Can he finally stay healthy, have an MVP year, lead the Yankees to a World Series? I have no idea. We'll see if that ever happens. But I think for the sake of baseball and for the sake of its popularity, that's who you want. That's Aaron Judge is going to bring people in, whether Red Sox fans want to hear that or not. But it's true. Just as a fan on the the other side of the rivalry, and I, I hate to be admitting this right now, I know of at least a couple of Yankees fans that are gonna, you know, jab me a little bit. But I mean, who do you fear more in the batter's box when it doesn't even matter what Red Sox pitchers on the mound? That's that's the last guy you want to face, and yep, and he's scary. And from a player's perspective, if you're gonna, are you gonna try to leg out a double on on Aaron Judge? Cause, no way. Because there's going to be a missile coming into second base, and <laughs> and you're, yep. you're not going to survive it. So very dynamic player, and I don't know if he's the biggest MLB player of all time. He's probably one of the best ever big guys of all time, even, even in a short span. He's made a big impact on the sport, like you said. And another thing that speaks to his marketability is if you go back to that 2019 season in the postseason, I remember him giving locker room speeches and they had this tradition of passing around a championship belt to whoever the best player was of that game. And it was always Judge handing the belt to whoever whether it was Glaber yep. or LeMahieu. And that's good for baseball. That's cool. It was cool to watch. You know, so yeah. So that that's something that, that Aaron Judge brings. And I, it, it's an interesting pick. And it's it's hard to it, it's hard to to really pick against him when when you think about it because Tatis hasn't made that impact yet, and Mike Trout hasn't done it in October yet. So, yeah, so we'll see. Health is the big thing, and yeah. it, it, it's a bit uncharted because there haven't been many other big guys on his level previously. So, um, but, but yeah, and – He's the biggest guy, literally, in the biggest market, making a huge impact on the sport. So definitely uh, yeah. definitely a solid choice for who is the face of baseball, which is going to make yeah, – or go ahead. And, and it's one of those things I know Red Sox fans don't want to hear that. I know that Red Sox fans, especially you know the really hardcore ones, still want to make fun of him for playing New York, New York outside their clubhouse, you know, before the series was over. Um, But again, if that went the Yankees way, that's exactly what, you know, a face of baseball kind of does, right? It's a little bit cocky, but it's not like over the top cocky. It's not 
Trevor Bauer annoying cocky. It's like the right amount. Um, it just didn't go his way. So I, I do think that he's a guy that's tried to seize that mantle. I think he's a guy that wants it. Um, he's got all the tools, just has to put it all together. Yeah, and you know, it didn't matter that he was on the wrong side of it because at at the end of the day, he got people talking about it and laughing about exactly. it. Exactly. Regardless yeah. of what side you were on. And then we laughed even harder when we beat the Dodgers and then played that song anyway. <laughs> but it goes <laughs> it goes back to Aaron Judge still. So he's still yeah. a part of the story. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. So we probably made some uh, Yankees fans happy tonight. I'm definitely going to wash my mouth out uh, as soon as I hit the stop button here. Uh, but oh, yeah. <laughs> everything was was on point, and uh, whether we uh, whether we love him or hate him, we got to give him his uh, just due. So, yep. So good show. And this is the last show before opening day. Don't know whether that's going to be Thursday with the bad weather. I'm slightly optimistic. Maybe it could be a night game at this point. Um, it, it's going yeah. to be clear at night, but will the field have, um, you know, will the field be playable at that point, I guess, is the question. And uh, if not, then uh, perhaps Friday was going to be an off day. So maybe that ends mm-hmm. up being opening day, which I do not. I, I hope it's still yeah, I hope it's still Thursday. Don't make me wait another day. Yeah, don't make me wait another day. It's been long enough, <laughs> and I don't have Friday off, so um, so I yeah. I couldn't uh, foresee the weather a month ago when I scheduled that. So uh, yeah, mm. but I guess as a consolation, there will be other games to watch, but not yeah, ours necessarily. True. But yeah, so for the listening audience, we will be back on Sunday night with the first regular show of the season to talk about the Baltimore series. And actually, Jason, you'll be with me that night with Charlie Smith. So the three of us are the uh, early week show, as I call it, and then the midweek show, which will be the Tampa series. That'll be Job and Andrew every week. So new alignment and uh, new name, new brand, and going to be a big year. Take care, everyone.